Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. As always, I am Matt alongside Joe. What's going on, Joe? What's going on? What's going on with that referee's pants? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as always, we got wrestling on in the in the background. I, I thought I didn't know that was the referee until the fucking match started. And she stayed in the ring. Like, wait a minute, okay. This is a hell of a way to start the show. Uh, well, so we got we got two shows on. Uh, as always, we have H two O Hustle Mania three. Going on, it took place uh, early September. I want to say the, I don't know, something, the the twelfth or something like that. And then on the other one, we have finally watching some New Japan, catching up on New Japan Road. Uh, the final few stops until the G One climax, which we're going to talk about later on the show. This is, uh, I want to say, from September sixth. Okay. So, um, but yeah, New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Road, H2O, Hustlemania 3, H2O Wrestling. We have a referee, a female referee, and she's wearing some... How would you describe those pants? They're 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 clearly leggings, and the pattern is like... There's, there's stripes in the pattern, but there's also other shit, and they're gray, black, and white. But also, she's wearing them like Steve Urkel. <laughs> Yeah. Like her shirt is completely tucked in way too tight. And her pants are like up like right under her boobs basically. <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh, we have uh, Lucky 13 going one on one against a very good professional wrestler. I you know what I haven't watched much of a very good professional wrestler yet, but I did watch him in BLP recently and uh I do like what I see. It's a... Yeah, no, he's <laughs> pretty interesting. I, I, yeah, I like the gimmick. I'll say that much. <laughs> I I definitely want to watch more of him though. And then uh, as far as New Japan goes, uh to equate the the referee in Hustlemania, we have Yoshihashi come to the ring with what must be like the most ironic fucking t-shirt in the world because he always comes to the ring with the same look on his face like he just clocked in to work at a retail job he doesn't like <laughs> yeah. but he's got like the most motivational t-shirt on right now for him anyway and mm. it's like it says uh, turn it on around and it just Oh, he's a champion now, so... Well, yeah, but it's just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Show some fucking enthusiasm. I fucked up. Are you trying to be funny now? Because no, I'm I really not up. in the mood. I fucked up. You finally get a belt, and this is how you react? Like, get the fuck out of here. So we got some uh, chaos... I mean, you got the young lions in there. Each It's chaos versus chaos, and each... Each chaos team has a young lion. One team has Gabriel Kidd. The other one has Yoda Suji. This is going on throughout this tour. Chaos versus chaos. Uh, it's kind of strange booking here. You think, or like, what's what, what's what's going on with this? Before we jump into our first topic of the day, I think it's just uh, like booking out of necessity because they still have a limited roster. Fair point. Yeah, and, and you know you know how New Japan is, man. They're getting the most work out of their roster. And <laughs> like, yeah. you think you're not wrestling tonight? Fuck you! You're in a six man. Well, it, I, what I find interesting out of it, when I saw all the lineups, I just like okay, chaos versus chaos. It would make sense if Toriano and Kazuchika Okada were on opposite teams, because 
for anyone that watched the uh, uh, the Jinju show, the Summer Struggle Summer Struggle in Jinju show, uh, Toriyano pinned Kazuchika Okada for the King of Pro Wrestling Championship, and it was not done cleanly. He low blowed him and then rolled him up. So I would figure, hey, if you're gonna do chaos versus chaos, maybe do that. Maybe have one team Toriyano, another team Kazuchika Okada. And then maybe potentially set up a Okada versus Yano match at some point in the future. Although that's a little hard to do because again the G one is just right around the corner. It's it's starting, I believe, September thirteenth. Yeah, I my guess is they didn't bother with that because of the G one. Yeah. So, you know. Fair point. But uh we're gonna talk uh we're gonna talk New Japan a little later on, but we we wanna start off the show with a little bit of NXT we just got done as we got done recording uh, this episode. Uh, we got done watching the September eighth edition of NXT Super Tuesday. It was the second Super Tuesday uh, edition of NXT again. They were two weeks in a row. They were put. They were moved from Wednesday night to Tuesday night. They did go back to Wednesday nights uh, the week later, week after. But we're going to talk about the the, the second Super Tuesday show. The opening bout was Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the vacant NXT Championship. The week before, they tied in a fatal four-way Iron, Iron Man, Man match, match, which was weird. This is the stuff of video games, is it not? Yeah, it, def- it definitely is. I-, I was I was more excited about it on paper than what the actual outcome was. I, I- It was a little chaotic for me. But Cole, Balor, they tied. They... Which, you know, it's kind of a gimmicky finish, uh, per usual. But they go into night two, or the second week, put on the sh- put on the match. It's a solid match. But it's a weird booking, because here you are crowning a new NXT champion, and it's your very first match. I don't have uh, a solution to the, to the way they should have booked Super Tuesday 2, but... Someone's going to be mad at you for that. Uh, well... I just I wanted to pick your brain about it because I'm also curious as to why they felt the need to put Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea Ripley that cage match as the main event as opposed to that championship. And the only reason I bring it up is because going into it, I think the vacant NXT title and in all these like small qualifying matches or, or however you want to word that just seems so much more important than that feud between Ripley and Martinez. And I don't want to take anything away from that because I thought for, for what it was, it was pretty decent. I think it was still went too quickly, but for what they put on, I, I love the way they work with each other. And I just, I think it just got sped along too quickly for my taste. But yeah, I would have thought because you had so much emphasis with all these matches going into your, you know, finally filling that vacancy that that would be the main event. Did I book it wrong? Yeah, for me, the the, the NXT Championship, yeah. Deserved a little more prestige on the on the card. Look, there's no logical reason you're on Tuesday night. You're competing with Impact Wrestling, which 
I, I don't think I, well, I, I shouldn't say that I know is not as stiff as competition right now as AEW would be so there's no there's none of that where I where we wanted to we wanted to draw first blood and get you get you watching our, our show first you're not competing with NXT you don't have to worry about them this week why not finish the show with a championship match instead of a grudge match yeah makes sense to me I mean the the Cole versus Balor match I don't know how many times that's happened if it's happened at all I don't think it has first I, time ever I believe yeah I don't think so either Look, Ripley and 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 uh, Martinez was good, but this is also kind of a and we can we could elaborate on this a little bit uh, later. But Martinez is also this is kind of her swan song already for yeah for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and uh, you know, like if, if anything, you want you want to really have a spark in the show. Why not have the cage match as the spark of the show, and then end it with a championship, a champion being crowned? Because again. You have the the issue that uh, you know, Karrion uh, Cross is no longer champion. Now you have the scramble and, and, and find a new champion, which they did. Again, Ballard and and Cole was a solid match. Put them on the main event, have them even do even more. I, I think what a way to finish. What a way to finish. Finn Balor wins, and you know, send send the fans home happy. You know, obviously at home happy, but. I don't know. It was it was oddly booked because you have your your championship match, a new champion is crowned, and then you the very next match is a squash match between Velveteen Dream and somebody else. <laughs> some some guy I, I I vaguely know his name. He's a, but he's basically job for Velveteen Dream. You get a squash match. So right after your championship match, your 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 match between Balor and, and Cole. New champion is crowned, new NXT champion, your top championship on, on that brand, the very next match is a squash match. It's It just really just kind of kind of took the piss out of everything that they accomplished in the match before. Yeah, and that's why I said I, I just, it, for my personal taste, I would have booked it differently. Again, nothing against Rhea Ripley and Mer- right. Mercedes Martinez, but well, don't call it Super Tuesday and put a squash match on them to begin with, no matter where. <laughs> that, that, that it makes was no a sense. super squash. Match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's don't sit there and 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 call it a special episode when you're doing these, you know, the same shit you would do on a regular episode of NXT. It's it's silly, but um, Mercedes Martinez, she's you know she they they just unveiled the. The new faction that was really, some people thought like maybe they're fizzling out retribution because, you know, they, they announced that it was no longer going to be on SmackDown, that it was going to be exclusive to Raw, which kind of defeats the purpose of the, the element of surprise because you never knew where they're going to pop up. Oh, right. Oh, they're, gonna, they're, they're just going to pop up on Raw now. They unveiled. I think five members. I can only, on top of my head right now, I can think of three. Mercedes Martinez is one of them, along with Mia Yim and... Dominic Dijakovic. There you go. Thank you. Uh, and then there's the guy, I forget his name, but he's the one that uh, Lesnar demolished like over a year ago. And the, like the guy never came back. Okay. So that's, he's number four. And then I, I forget the fifth one, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't know what the fuck they're doing with Retribution, but apparently that's where Mercedes Martinez is going to be from now on. We're not gambling guys, but let's 
let's let's let's gamble a little bit here. Over under, over under four months in the, on WWE TV. With, I'm just with, throwing I'm throwing it out there right now. With the way things are going, oh man, <laughs> they're not going to be there very long. She's well, yeah. She don't get me wrong. She's got. She's definitely got the the star power. You know, she's got the like super legit indie cred. That's a whole other can of worms, but which doesn't matter in WWE because yeah, there's a <laughs> there's another interesting story that I just learned about. So we got to talk about. But yeah, sorry, over under. Well, yeah, under, under. Yep. Over under. I I think four four months is too long. I think four weeks is probably too long. <laughs> look, look, here's the thing. Retribution is not an original concept. And it's also not uh, not a concept that we've, we haven't seen in the WWE before, which, again, is originality. Let's look at factions that have done this, okay? One of the more popular ones that people re- may remember from... Actually, really, it's about a decade ago now. Is the Nexus? We've seen this before. We've seen this, and you you get all riled up, and they're they're taking over, and then something happens. In this case, it was John Cena with with the Nexus that just destroys everything. Again, here's the thing about dominant forces in wrestling: they have to dominate. They have to <laughs> dominate for a long time. <laughs> I know a shocking revelation. Here. Oh, oh man, I'm telling you, <laughs> and that's not going to happen. They're they're just not going to take over. You take them off SmackDown probably because Roman Reigns is back, and you don't want anything to ruin Roman Reigns's hot streak. By the way, and that, I would say that's one of the reasons. Well, the other reason obviously would be that you don't want to ruin whatever they're trying to do with Retribution because if he's coming and wrecking everybody and leaving, yeah. Or whatever the fuck his t-shirt says. Um, eventually, it would it would make sense that he at least cross pat crosses paths with retribution, and then it's like, what do you do? Yeah, you know, do you have him take all of them out, or or yeah. do they take him out and and, and ruin his his uh, storyline? So, because that's what it's going to come down to. Somebody's going to fucking destroy them. Somebody's going to fucking shut them down, and it's going to be sooner than later. And all the buzz that you have on Retribution is going to be gone. Yeah. Let's just, let's just not waste time. Let's just, let's just cut them right now. I mean, this, this is how they're going to do it. They don't have the mental capacity to write long-term storylines. And they don't have the balls to take some of their top talents, their bigger guys... And make them look weak every once in a while. There's nothing wrong making Roman Reigns look weak every once in a while. I mean, his it, fucking wrestling ability does that for him. <laughs> but it just has to be done the right way. Yeah. I mean, they're a fucking faction. And I would imagine a five on one would be too much for Roman Reigns. I mean, that makes sense. But fucking John Cena on the Nexus. I mean, he fucking took out the entire group. Yeah. So, I mean, and then what do you expect? Then you try to get those guys over? It's just not going to happen. It's 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 a terrible idea. Right before you, right before I hit record, you were telling me though we're talking about independent wrestling. Apparently, 
two guys who are currently on the Raw brand, Alistair Black and Andrade, apparently don't have, according to Vince McMahon, don't have futures yeah, within this company. Um, he's he's not very um, high on either of them, and uh, it looks like Zelina Vega is going to get a singles push. And uh, yeah, he's just. It's like they 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 don't have much faith in those guys, which is a horrible fucking thing to say, given the amount of talent between those two guys. And then they uh, he even came out and said that um, out of Andrade and his tag team partner Garza, he thinks Garza's got the brighter future in WWE. Stupid, absolutely so, stupid. I, I don't you know I don't know what that means for them I I don't know how how long they're under contract or if he's willing to let them go or what. I would assume if he lets them go they they will have a lengthy no compete clause um, so they don't go directly over to AEW or, or or Impact or what have you but that's that's just so shitty to see those guys but it's like. It also really doesn't surprise me because that's the calling card of the WWE these days. Like they, they hire this awesome fucking talent, they water them down or they misuse them or both, and then it's like, hey, we're done with you, but you can't compete for like three months, four months, and then you got to go find yourself a, a new home. And then what? You know, <laughs> like fuck. All right, so let's you know to all the people that say we don't have solutions, let's let's put a solution to this. They should go. Absolutely. Let's, they, should, they they should have both been gone a while let's ago. Let's fancy book it. Where should they go? Let's let's do this. Um, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Black, Alistair Black. I would really like to see or him Tommy go. End. To, I would really like to see him go to TNA or Impact. I think Impact is a is a great choice. I, I'm just gonna answer the question because I want to talk about. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about the, the 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 when people leave WWE. There's a lot of places where people say they should automatically go. We're gonna talk about that because I got a, I got a fucking problem with this company <laughs> so much. Again, I'm a fanboy, but I got a fucking major bone to pick with them. You know, so I don't know how the fuck I'm a fanboy. But uh, Impact Wrestling makes a lot of sense. Impact Wrestling. Um, I thought them first, MLW number two, but I think he's got the right right fit for Impact Wrestling. I think that talent pool yeah. is perfect for him. And those writers are, are really good there. And, and the booking there is obviously very solid. Guys that he's worked with in the past before. I think I think Tommy Yen, which I'm assuming is what he'll go back to being. Uh, that was his wrestling name in, in the Indies before. I think... Uh, I think he's got a I think he's got a great future there. Um, I'm gonna say for for Andrade. I don't think he goes back to Mexico, and I think a lot of that has to do with his fiance or maybe wife. I don't know if they're married. Whatever they are, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm gonna stick with the United States here. There's a place where I love for him to go. It's not Impact. It's not MLW. It's not the other company that we're gonna talk about. But it's the returning Ring of Honor. Oh, wow. Because there's a lot of talent that he's familiar with. Yeah, that's true. That that hangs out there and hangs their hat there, including former former running mate, Roosh. That's right. And there's, a, there's some uh, 
there's some blood to be spilled there. Because... <laughs> but uh, but also, you know, you have uh, La Flamita's there. Um, uh, uh, Bandito, can't think of his name. He's there. Oh, that's right, Bandito's there. Uh, also, too, you know, just a, a, a crazy talent pool of, of, of wrestlers there that... Uh, that uh, La Sombra or whatever he would be known as in, in Ring of Honor would exist there. And I think I think he's great too for the you know pure championship uh, as far as the pure championship talent roster as well. Or, or 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 even if not, there's a lot there too. And a guy of his stature would definitely help Ring of Honor get over back to where they need to be. That we talked about in episode 102. As far as the the Angel Garza, that's that's a gimmick. That's nothing more than gimmick. Well, yeah, and, and people refer to him as the 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 new Shawn Michaels. Which how many times have we fucking heard that? Um, how did the uh, HBK um, romance blossom? <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, okay, you remember when he got his ass kicked uh, in Syracuse? In, uh, yes. Okay. I was in my hotel room, and there's a knock on the door. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm in my pajamas. I wake up, and I go open the door. It's Davey Boy, who was one of my best friends on the road. And uh, he's like, you got to come next door. Sean got hurt. It's like, oh. And Sean was right in the next room. So I go in, in the room. First of all, Davey starts laughing at me because he's wearing pink plaid um, Victoria's <laughs> Secret flannel pajamas, and he just starts laughing at me. Thanks, Davey. What's so wrong I, with that? I know. He was laughing at me. <laughs> So I go in the next room and there's Sean sitting on the end of the bed and he literally, he's like wobbling and rocking like this and he's got a cut under his eye that's bleeding. He's bleeding out from the inside of his ear and he wasn't even coherent, but he's still sitting up, but he's wobbling. So I was like, oh, this isn't good. So Davey's like, oh, I'll just put him to bed. He'll be fine. I said, no, if it was just a cut on his face, yeah, I'd say put him to bed, but there's blood coming out from the inside of his ear. We got to get him checked. So I went to the hospital in the ambulance with him. I sat there for nine hours with him all night long. I ordered a plastic surgeon to stitch up his face because his face is his money right you know um ordered a plastic surgeon they did the mris and everything and they said his brain is fine he didn't even have a concussion they um they said he probably kicked in the ear it caused a little cut and that's where the blood was coming from okay so because i sat in the hospital with him all night i don't know if he had this like nurse nightingale thing or something like that but he was just like i can't believe you sat with me all night and you took care of me and you ordered the plastic surgeon i'm like well it's what friends do you know I, i would do that for anybody um, meanwhile, all the boys went back out to drink more. They didn't give a shit. They didn't come to the hospital. They didn't see. They dropped them off. And... They dropped them off and went back out. Wow. I go to the hospital with them. So um, after that, he was given like a month off the road, and I was talking to him every day. We were talking, and uh, like I would call and make sure he was okay. If he was asleep, his mom would pick up, and I would talking to his mom for like an hour. She went there to take care of him and stay with him because he was really rocked for a while. So he comes back to work, and. I'm looking through a curtain watching the show and he's standing right behind me like looking over my head watching the curtain because we're all lined up against the curtain watching the show. And all of a sudden he pushes up against me. He goes, you feel that? And of course he was hard (laughs) and he's pushing up against my butt. I'm like, yeah, I do. And that was the beginning of the end. So that night we went off and found an empty locker room, did our thing and that's how it all started. But I I think that's why Vince was is higher on Angel Garza than he is on Andrade. You talking talent? Angel Garza's Marty Jannetty compared to fucking Andrade. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, 
but yeah, that's that's fucking ridiculous. Those are the those are the type of things that are just ridiculous. So anytime that you see guys come to this company, it's just like more than likely they're they're just not gonna get fucking booked. And they're just gonna they're gonna make money, which is great. That's the American dream, right? But where does their where do their fucking careers go from there? I talked to you uh, before we started recording. Joe Gacy had his last match yes. in independent wrestling, and I, I flat out said it. I don't think he's going to make it in WWE. I'm not insulting Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy is a legit player in this business. WWE is just not a place where guys that look like Joe Gacy generally work um, or succeed, I should say. You know, Keith Lee, who's Keith Lee's a lot bigger and more agile than Joe Gacy. But Keith Lee is is kind of an exception to that. But even then, it's still too early to tell. Right. Kevin Owens is another exception to that. Uh, had, had his body worked with him and not get hurt all the time, you know, where would he be in his company? But, I mean, fuck, look at a guy like Samoa Joe before he got hurt. What the fuck was he doing? Jobbing to Brock Lesnar? Jobbing to Braun Strowman? Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't what he was in Impact. He wasn't what he was in Ring of Honor. He's never going to. Yeah, be. nowhere near it. Yeah, and you're right. He 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 never will be. Not for them. That's not what they wanted him for. <clears throat> even if even if he you know isn't dealing with injuries or I don't even know if he's still hurt or not or, or if they just don't have anything for him because you know this is the same company that has nothing for Tommaso Ciampa for months. Yeah, how the fuck does you know, that work, dude? I this this is the type of shit that we're talking about. It says you have this overabundance of talent and nowhere to put them. And this is what you're stuck with. You're stuck with, you know, Roman Reigns coming back. That nobody should be excited about that. And, you know, here he is. He's this mega heel. He's a champion. They gave him the belt. Whatever. Clash of Champions and later this month. And and who do they book him with? His fucking cousin. I I don't think we touched on this. Speaking of Roman Reigns, but I I found it very um, very interesting that. When the pandemic started, Roman Reigns took the time to say, hey, I'm not okay with wrestling in this environment. Yeah. And I'm not going to wrestle. He put his foot down and, you know, he's got wife and kids to think about. Here we are. We're still smack dab in the middle of a fucking pandemic with um, this COVID thing going around. And he's back. Yeah, we touched on this last week and there's still no answer to him. So why just, here. that really bugs me. That bugs the <laughs> shit out of me because, like, it it all goes back to what you were alluding to uh, episodes ago, where it's just like, did you know? Did he really have cancer? You know, I hate to fucking say that, but it's like, man, if if you're if you're legit worried about your health and your your autoimmune situation mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever's going on. Because we are him. talking about leukemia. Yeah. It, is, it so, is cancer of the blood. It's nothing to fuck with. So it's like, why would you why would you even attempt to, to do this? So Look, ladies and gentlemen, when I when I say these things, I, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I, I, I try not to be. But the one thing, just like this entire pandemic, and I'll leave it at this, you got to question everything. You can never take anything at face value. And Roman Reigns, I hope he's not lying about this. I hope there's, I hope they're not lying about this. There's nothing really cool to lie about. But 
if he if he if 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 he didn't really actually have cancer and and this is all just a fucking you know bullshit thing to because they you know they used it to promote a bunch of you know cancer awareness things and all this stuff and that's really that's really fucking sick <laughs> and I wouldn't hold anything against Vince McMahon and that company so but if he did which I'm gonna assume that he did okay because uh, I I wouldn't I would hope nobody would lie about that um you you have a situation where like you said you're you're still in the midst of a pandemic. You're in a fucking state that is not doing so hot in numbers. Right. And now all of a sudden you're okay with it? Again, you know, like I said last week, people's opinions have changed from March to now. Yeah, and I, yeah, I understand yeah. that. And, and look, I'm not going to sit there and fucking start talking about this because then I get labeled a conspiracy theorist again. <laughs> but maybe he started asking questions. You know, is this thing as severe as they're saying it is? And. You know, is my body going to be able okay with it? I'm a healthy guy at this point. You know, maybe maybe his doctors say, "Look, you'll be fine." I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. You know, I am not a fly on a wall. But it's just weird. Out of nowhere, he comes back, and now everything is just you know a okay. Yeah. With that being said, that's fine. He's back. That's his fucking problem to deal with, good or bad. But you have nobody to fucking book him for a championship match. Look. I'm not shitting on Jey Uso, but he's done nothing. Nothing. That's not true. He got a DUI. He got a DUI. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was him or his brother. Now, I get his brother's hurt. He's not going to be... He's going to be gone the rest of the year, I think. Okay. So he's he's flying solo. Fine. But they haven't used him. He's been off TV. Then he comes back when Roman Reigns comes back, immediately puts into the ch- championship race. What the fuck happened to The Fiend and Braun Strowman? I'm not a Braun Strowman fan, but what the fuck happened to them? It was Braun Strowman and The Fiend for months doing this. Roman Reigns comes back and just they just get fucking scooted to the side. This is a fucking problem with this company. This happens all the fucking time. The Fiend, the, the poor, poor, poor Bray Wyatt in this case, because if it, if it isn't fucking old man Goldberg, it's fucking sick Roman Reigns coming back <laughs> and just ripping the fucking title from him. What is the point of all of that production that, that builds up into these matches if you're just going to write him off, write off Braun Strowman, and then put Jey Uso, who's been off TV since basically his brother got hurt, into the championship match? What sense does that make? There's nobody else available. Not one single fucking person available. Apparently not. You got nothing for guy. I mean, I'm not saying put Tommaso Ciampa on the main card for this, but this is the same company. He's got nothing for Tommaso Ciampa. Andrade's got no future. Alistair Black's got no future. Dominic <laughs> Mysterio is still getting fucking booked in, in main event cage matches. But we got we got nothing for Andrade and fucking Alistair Black. And by the way, Jey Uso, who's done nothing, is, is in your fucking main event or one of your main events at... Uh, or higher profile matches, I should say, at your pay per view. <laughs> and it, we, you guys wonder why we bitch about this. Did you hear that? Did you hear? My hair fell off. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's like the fucking rose from Beauty and the Beast. Like, <laughs> like once it's gone, it's like we're stuck forever. Um. Really quick, going back to Andrade, I, 
I know, you know, I know he's engaged to a flair. Yeah. And I completely agree with your answer. ROH is a great fit for him. But damn, wouldn't it be nice, even if it was just a one-off, that he shows up in New Japan? Oh, yeah. With Naito and the boys one more fucking time. That would be so great. Yeah, I would absolutely love that. I'd love to see him and with anything with uh with lij or just him and naito one more time and that would be cool man that would be cool you know what like hopefully hopefully by the time that he is able to come back the world is back to a little more normalcy and traveling is better only we can only hope you know that we continue to get better from from this pandemic and things can kind of open back up but um that's obviously out of our hands, um, but uh, that would be really cool. And I think if Andrade was smart, and we'll just call him Andrade for now, was smart, I, you know, maybe he shouldn't settle down with with the with the company. He's too talented. Yeah, he can go. I mean, we as we've seen some you know so many places. You know, you can do Ring of Honor, you could do New Japan, you can go back to Mexico, back go back to CMLL. Um, I, there's a lot that you can do, and and actually. Be showcased. It's it's an absolute joke that a guy of his of of his of, of his wrestling ability and, and Alistair Black or Tommy N included, they're being told that they they got nothing for you. We got nothing for you, you know. So it is what it is. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> they I think they know who they are as wrestlers. Fuck it, go somewhere else. And there's a lot of opportunities to make money elsewhere, anyways. But um, Moving on, I, I mentioned, I you know, I, I didn't say it yet, but, you know, I was talking about AEW. I'm sure most of you are aware of that. I got a major fucking problem with AEW right now. I, I look, I love, I love the product. I'm, actually, I'm not wearing it right now, but I wear an AEW hat almost every day. I love all elite wrestling. I love the concept of it. I love the fact that it was built as an alternative. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't think, Joe, anymore, at least right now, in in September 2020, that they are living that mentality because they are directly competing with the WWE as Doki just missed that fucking jump. And he got up from it. He fucking no-sold it too, man. (laughs) Um, You better be careful. His his ass already has one crack and it doesn't need another one. Uh, <laughs> they are directly competing with WWE, which which would be fine if they were to just remain the alternative. You're always going to compete with them. They're another company. I get that. But my issue is their signings right now. I have other issues, but we're going to talk about their signings because it is too much. You just got rid of this guy. Well, we're going to fucking sign him. Yeah. And that it, is it's a fucking, recipe for disaster. It's fucking WCW 2.0 at this point. Nothing you know? good comes from that. No. Nothing good comes from that. I mean, that, that that's going to happen. That's going to happen. You're going to sign guys, you know, one one person's treasure is another person, or one person's trash is another person's treasure. I get that. You know, if Andrade was available and they, they could pick them up, that would be smart. That would be smart for Aleister Black, for them to pick them up, want to pick them up. I get that. 
But the problem is, is that they are they are like almost literally hiring everybody that gets fired from WWE to the point where I'm waiting for the for the the announcement that Gerald Briscoe is fucking right. all elite. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you don't need to fucking sign everybody that gets let go from WWE. You just don't. Why? Same answer that WWE, I have with WWE. You don't need an overabundance of talent. You need great talent. You need quality over quantity, or in this case, you need elite. And I don't know his real name. He was Rusev in WWE. Miro. He's going by Miro. 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 I'm a flat out. I'm just gonna say it right now. He's not fucking elite. He's not an elite talent. And uh, I. I don't know what to say about this, but go ahead and we'll, we'll, we can talk about this. He he debuted apparently on a recent episode of Dynamite. He did, and uh, he came out. I guess Kip Sabian is going to get married to Penelope Ford, at least in the way of a storyline for AEW. And okay, uh, he decides he's going to introduce his best man to the world. So after a couple fakeouts, it was revealed that Miro also known as, or formerly known as Rusev, comes mm-hmm. out, he's the best man, and he cuts a promo about brass rings and glass ceilings and pretty much tells, in so many words, WWE that they can kiss his ass um, on national television. Okay. <sighs> Ten years. In the same house, under the same glass ceiling, with an imaginary brass ring. <laughs> well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. That's right, my name is Miro, and Elite recognizes Elite. Elite recognizes the best. And Kip, I love you, man. And of course, I'm gonna be your best man. But you picked me not because I'm a best man, but because I am the best man. You tune into my Twitch channel, you know I am the best gamer. You tune into right here, you see me devour people after person after person, every day, every night, whenever you tune in. My name is Miro, and I'm all elite. That's it. There's no... um... It was it was very like like the hype was not what what it was supposed to be. And, yeah. Uh, there's just to me this is like a multi-tiered problem because Jericho Chris Jericho has come out and said that he wrote the the promo or at least part of the promo for Miro. Which don't get me wrong, Chris Jericho, you know he's he's been a hell of a talker. Uh, in his time during, uh, in his time in the business, excuse me, uh, over these past twenty some odd years, and it's like, that's fine. Uh, you know, he's he definitely has that credibility on the mic. But um, Matt, who the fuck booked this shit? Like, what? Uh, 
Why do you? <laughs> why would they? Why would they introduce him in that manner? Like, don't you think they would have did something a little more special to just like add insult to injury at this point? Like, if that's if if that's what we're doing, if that's the game and we're playing tit for tat with WWE, wouldn't you want to make the most of signing their former talent instead of just introducing them in some fucking shitty ass? relationship storyline didn't, yeah. didn't he just come from a company that had him booked in a shitty ass storyline about relationships that they did what the that fuck he did. <laughs> so not, not only are they signing sloppy seconds but they're using regurgitated <laughs> storylines that he came from here's the thing let's put our let's put our booker hats on right now and, and we're in a rival company we're our WWE's our rival if we want talent from them you're absolutely right. I'm coming to you and saying, you know, we want we want Andrade. Where do we put him right away? You put him in a championship match right away, or not our, our championship storyline right away? Do you put do you find somebody on that roster that he has storylines with, a history with, and say let's do an ultimate grudge match, or is it one of those things like Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, where Kurt Angle comes in and it's immediately goes after Samoa Joe because it's a fucking dream match. You know, those those really, for me, those are kind of like the three tiers I would use. Okay. Championship, grudge, or dream match. You know, if you want to throw something else in there, fine, cool. Nowhere on this list, on this top 100 list that I would make, would be fucking best man for a wedding. <laughs> it makes no sense. No logical sense whatsoever. You want to talk about, and then cut a promo about brass rings and glass ceilings. What the fuck are you talking about? You're a best man at a fucking wedding. You're not doing anything relevant. And now I'm hearing that the whole best man is going to have like a double meaning where he's going to be uh, a similar character to Mr. Perfect. But instead of calling him Mr. Perfect, he's just going to be called the best man. So he just he just created like maybe a month or two ago a Twitch channel that I guess he was suspended for a while because of something Lana did or something like that. I don't know, Twitch is kind of shitty these days. I think it was something simple, like she showed up on camera in a bikini or something like that. Oh. Yeah. That would do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't really agree with that. I mean, it's she wasn't naked. It was just in a bikini. But whatever. That's Twitch's problem. But uh apparently he I mean he's got a lot of followers on Twitch. I think he's I think he was playing video games. I don't I don't do Twitch. You know, when I when I game I, I fucking want to watch myself playing video games. I don't want to watch somebody else, but Apparently that's doing very successful. Just do that, man. I don't understand this. What you know, he, he his return to wrestling. You know he he didn't want to he didn't want to wrestle anymore. Apparently he retired. Now he's back. I don't I don't understand this move by him because even though he's going to make more money, I get that. You know, there's always that that idiot is like, well, he's going he's going to get paid doing this. Yeah, no shit. But again, you're not doing anything better than what you did in WWE. And the whole best man thing and Mr. Perfect, like, look, his biggest run, his biggest two runs in WWE involved when he first got there, and that was because, mainly because of his rivalry with John Cena. Okay. And I'll call it what it is, his eye candy. And then the second yeah. time around... It had nothing to do with him. 
I get it was called Rusev Day, but it wasn't him that fucking plugged it. It was it was uh, Aiden English. Yes, Aiden English actually was one was the guy that got the fans chanting Rusev Day. Rusev was just kind of just the guy that reaped the benefits. He did absolutely. He was outselling uh, everybody else in merch. At, at some point. And, and people are going to cr- give him all the credit for that. He didn't do that himself. No, he didn't. He did not do that himself. And then once once they decided to take Aiden English out of the picture, what happened to Rusev? <laughs> what happened to him? As far as his in-ring ability, look, he's not the worst wrestler in the world. He's gotten better over the years. But he's nothing special. He's nothing special. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh, he needs to be in there with a guy like MJF or a guy like Kenny Omega or a, a, a you know any any of the top wrestlers in AEW," because he can't compete at that level. He's not used to competing at that level either. I had this revelation a few days ago. I, I was listening to Jim Cornette's podcast. They were talking about this. And the you know just him being signed and the way they introduced him and everything, and apparently someone wrote into Jim Cornette's podcast and asked them to consider um, that they are I guess misjudging the situation that Cornette and his co-host Brian Last are misjudging the situation because they didn't understand. Uh, they were making fun of the way he was dressed. So he had a Mickey Mouse t-shirt on. It was, yeah. a, it was a Gucci Mickey Mouse t-shirt on. Okay. Um, he had uh, Kanye West Adidas on. And then, if I'm not mistaken, he had Gucci sweatpants on. Um, okay. He also came out with blonde hair, which was new. Uh, it's something he hadn't done before that I could remember. And... Um, they were just making fun of his appearance. Somebody wrote into Cornette's podcast and was like, do you even know what he had on? And they were like, you know, the Gucci shirt alone is like 650 bucks. The shoes are like 250 bucks. And the sweatpants are like 1500 bucks. For sweatpants? Well, they're Gucci. <laughs> but This guy's a moron. <laughs> so, so Jim Cornette's like, yeah, pretty much. He's a fucking moron. Like... Why would you want to come out looking like that to begin with? And again, you know, you, I'm sure people out there are like, well, Cornette's out of touch. That's fine. Sure. I, I'll buy that argument all the time. I'm day out long. of touch too, I guess. <laughs> I don't get it. But <laughs> I, I had this revelation like, so let me get this straight. No one gives two shits about the way this guy wrestles anymore? <clears throat> I thought we were watching wrestling. Shouldn't we care about the way he wrestles? Who gives a shit what he wears? Yeah. I don't care if he's wearing a fucking Walmart Mickey Mouse t-shirt. I want to see him wrestle. Or or whatever AEW does right now. <laughs> yeah, know? right. If that's where he's going to be signed. So, I think that there's a lot of people out there that are watching wrestling for just other stupid, shitty, non-wrestling reasons. And the more I think about it, I think there's a lot of AEW fans, unfortunately, that watch it, like, ironically. 
if that's even a fucking thing. I like I hate to say that, but it just seems to fit the situation. So call me crazy, call me a conspiracy theorist as well. Do what you got to do, but uh, just this whole situation with Rusev is just completely fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't I, like. I don't care at this point. I yeah. just don't fucking care. And maybe he'll change my mind. Maybe he'll change my mind in the in the in the months uh, ahead, and maybe we'll get to see uh, you know a level of wrestling from him that we weren't previously able to see in the WWE. But you know what? Also, maybe not. Maybe he's just another fucking WWE former employee who's gonna get paid eighty grand a year to perform like shit because. He's got his freedom from a company now. A company that might have been keeping him together as fucked up as that sounds. Man, I mean, you talk about having it all, you know. I mean, you have, you have, was it Miro? Miro or whatever? Miro. And his wife, both working for pretty successful companies, making good money, and between the two of them having absolutely no fucking talent. So congratulations, guys! Congratulations. Uh, that is the indeed the American dream. Um, that's not sour grapes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I know who I am. Sour I'm, grapes. Yeah, I I know who I am, and uh, I don't care if I can't afford fifteen hundred dollars sweatpants. I can live with that. Uh, because uh, yeah, I I just know who the fuck I am. So it's not sour grapes. I've heard that. I've heard that that uh, that where we you and I we just just sour grapes. We're we're jealous of these wrestlers. No, I'm not. Oh God, no! I'd, please, I, it, it, it'd be like it'd be like watching, uh, you know, a, a movie critic bashing a director that they hate because they they give you terrible fucking movies. Um, <laughs> I can name a few, but uh, they're not jealous. They're just they're giving their. This is the whole point of this podcast. You don't like it? I mean, get your own fucking podcast, I guess. But thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, another one I, I love real quick is uh is the old like if you don't like it then just don't watch it. That's that's defeating the purpose of getting of, of ratings and if I'm not watching it, fine, I won't watch it. But then you have one less person and if that's the case for everybody else, because we're not there's a lot many of us that agree with what we're saying. Yeah. If we all don't watch it, that's not good for the company's that are trying to strive for our ratings. Do not give in to the audience of one WWE and do not give in to whatever the fuck they're doing in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> just get fucking better. Just that's get better. Yeah, get better. I'm not going to like everything. I don't I don't like fucking Finn Balor as, as NXT champion, but I I'm, I'm satisfied you know, with I it. was surprised to hear that to be honest with you. And yeah, and like uh you know over in our uh, Facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20 wrestling talk Matt had posted that he doesn't want to see any sight of the demon no, as long as Finn Balor is NXT champ or ever again you know <laughs> out of out of out of all the the alternative answers that WWE has put forward yeah. to to replace the undertaker because mm-hmm. let's face it that's pretty much what this fucking was yeah um so far 
I still like Finn Balor's Demon the best only because mm-hmm. leading up to this, it's he's always been used sparingly. It's only when you really piss Finn Balor off that he comes out like, oh, I'm going to be the demon. You're going to get fucked up. It just made sense to me. And, mm-hmm. and I like that they use it sparingly. You know? It would be different if he was always the fucking demon. Because then for me, he would just be like, like Boogeyman 2.0. Boogeyman, yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I got to disagree with you on this one. I hope um, I hope that they utilize it correctly. Sure, sure. And, again, do it sparingly. But I'm, I'm excited that one day maybe someone, hopefully, uh, maybe it's Adam Cole again. Hopefully someone like Adam Cole beats the fuck out of Finn Balor to the point where we get to see the demon. And, and that it's relevant. Yeah, you know that's all I can hope for. I, I yeah, I, I hear you saying. Um, as far as like the the look, I mean, I, I've always appreciated the, the whatever paint he's using. Oh yeah, no, he's cool as shit. Yeah, uh, as far as what they did with the demon, I, I will I will say this: NXT demon over main roster demon. There's a difference between the two. Oh yeah, any day, all day. Because I the last time that I can recall. Seeing the demon right before I believe he got hurt was um, was against Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, that's and right. they did a bit. Uh, no fucking joke. They remember this? They're live on Raw. They did a bit where he like miraculously transformed from Finn Balor to the demon, and it was just a really bad like, really bad like Photoshop job. And they're fucking live doing this. Kid you not, and. Luckily, the match never happened. Unfortunately, not so lucky because Finn Balor got hurt. Or, you know what? He might have gotten sick. It might have been around a time where everybody was getting sick. Right. Um, I think he got sick or something like that. But it didn't. Or maybe it was White that got sick actually. And uh, the match never happened, and they just kind of squashed the whole fucking thing. But I was just like, dude, what in the flying <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> um. But yeah, the, the demon, I don't know, it, it never really impressed me. But yeah, look, I, I respect it for what it is. Uh, sparingly, of course, as well. I mean, it's it's cool to have that kind of persona. But I just, you know, again, when done correctly, just like everything else. That is the the cliche answer that we always give, everyone says. And, you know, but what else do you want me to fucking say? <laughs> you know, <laughs> if done incorrectly, like, what, what else? <laughs> We've given you examples of how you could do it correctly. Don't do uh, don't do Photoshop faceovers. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we were watching uh, H2O Hustlemania 3. We're watching uh, on the main screen New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Road. These are the final stops until the G1. All of this, uh, new, of, I'm speaking about New Japan here, you can catch over... You, you can catch it on their streaming service, New Japan Pro Wrestling World, which you can go through our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. And, uh, 30 days free, man. Yourself 30 days, absolutely free. You can check out uh, all of Summer Struggle, including the, the match with Jinju, uh, all the past matches that took place uh, in 2020, New Japan Cup, New Japan, uh, New Japan Road, G1, this year, all 30 years of the New Japan World, I can't believe around, or all 30 years of the G1 Climax, 
can only ride 30 years already on that. Russell Kingdoms, Juice and Thunder Liger, including his uh, his farewell that took place in January. I mean, yeah. there's tons of shit, including uh, past matches that are being dubbed in English, thanks to Kevin Kelly and uh, uh, the other guy that's always with Rocky him. Rocky Romero. Is it Rocky Romero? Yeah. I thought it was Chris, Chris, was it Chris Charlton? Or? Yeah, and Chris Charlton. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, so there's a lot of, I mean, because there's a lot of guys that have, uh, have had runs in New Japan that uh, you may not know about. So, again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. Go through our website, get 30 days absolutely free, and check it out for yourself. Uh, it's it's definitely uh, definitely a streaming service that will will be fun for anybody that enjoys professional wrestling. Uh, and introduce, uh, introduce yourself or... The younger wrestling generation to uh, to other alternatives that are actual alternatives, not just sloppy seconds. <laughs> oh, this is so gross to think about. <laughs> nah, Father's Grave. I take Father's Grave. I've heard stories grave. about it, all kinds of shit. No, that never happened. Give me the year, and we'll see if we can guess it. That never happened. Never in a million years. Swear to God. Tell you, suck it because I'm gonna have to take his word for it. Draws said it himself. Oh, oh, never in a million years. No, there was no, there was no draws. Believe me, he was too fucking weird. Very nice guy, but no, not my type. Uh, worker or office? What are we talking about? Worker, one of my best friends I ever had in the business. Who's the best friend in the business? Zip. No, <laughs> zip. He had a British accent. <gasps> <laughs> Regal? No. Davy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do that to Diana. Was it? Was you? Were you and Davy together for a prolonged time, or was this a drunken fling? It was an off and on. Did Sean know? Yeah, because Davy was after Sean. So there was heat. Oh. <laughs> so you were the source. I was the source for a lot of heat. <laughs> of all that shit. Look at you. <laughs> well, I was a lot. I was a big source of the heat between Sean and Brett because Sean thought I was banging Brett, but I wasn't. Brett and I were just very good friends. Right. So that was a lot of base heat between them. Was me too. Um, speaking of sloppy seconds, oh, oh that, man, oh, we'll just keep going with this, huh? We are. Um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm gonna get heat for this, but speaking of sloppy seconds, let's do it. Rey, Rey Mysterio has has now involved. Uh, Pretty much his whole family in in the wrestling business, which is fine. Um, and he, you know he comes from a wrestling family. I get that. But his wife has been involved now. His son Dominic, obviously wrestling. Uh, pretty much only Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy <laughs> these days. But uh, now, Buddy Murphy will apparently be taking on. A storyline, an angle with Rey Mysterio's 19-year-old daughter where he becomes uh, her love interest. And, uh, you know, I get it. She's she's of legal age, I, I would assume, in most states. You know, I don't... I, don't... I, I think it's all states because, I mean, 18 is the... Okay. You're considered an adult at 18. Either way, uh, she's still a fucking teenager, you know, even though she's about to not be a teenager, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Murphy is, is 31 years old. There you go. So, thirty. he's 31, she's 19. 
they're going to get into this this love triangle of a relationship angle or, or what it, whatever you want to call it, whatever it's going to be. Is this just bad booking on the WWE's part, especially after um, situations like Velveteen Dream and hit the accusations, plus all of the speak out stuff that's going on? Like, why would you even? Why would you even get into? Oh Jesus! Why would you even get into something like this? Um, or maybe, or is is this just me thinking too too hard on something like this? Well, there's uh, there's <laughs> there's a lot of different perspectives that you can use for uh, for a situation like this, and I, I'm just gonna say it, none of them really are favorable for this angle to to go th- to to continue on. You're dead. I am. You're dead, and uh, you know. Um, you're gonna to get to this point, you know, where she'll be 19. How how would you feel with a 31 year old? I'm 31 years old. Okay, it's not really a cool thing to see happen, right? There would be a, this is a six foot deep hole <laughs> in my backyard waiting to be filled. There you go, and, and and I think there's a lot of dads out there that would be like. Well, hell yeah, Joe. Like I, you know, that's that's how I would see it too. I'm not a dad. I was gonna say, even though I, if even if I wasn't a dad, like I, it, like 31 and 19, like right. that's a hell of a fucking difference there. <laughs> I work with the uh, with a 19 year old, and, and it's a 19 year old dude, but I work with a 19 year old, and I was talking, I was, I was telling the story about him. Um, Pretty much giving me a giving him a verbal lashing and kind of kind of putting a foot up his ass and how to how to act like a like a mature man. He's not a, he's not mature yet. He's not mature, and I look at him as kind of like a little brother. And you know you don't like to be tough on them, but they they need that. They need that guidance. Put yourself in a in a situation where you have a nineteen year old girl or woman, whatever you want to call her. It's not a very comfortable situation, whether it's legal or not. Right. In this case, it is legal. She is the age of consent, or past the age of consent. But it's not a very comfortable situation to be put in there. Obviously, Rey Mysterio is going along with it. (laughs) But think about the fan base. It's not a very comfortable situation, especially... When there has been issues within your own company dealing with the same situation. On top of that, there's situations going on all over the world that deal with the same type of situation. It's one of those things that if you were going to book something like this, your reasoning for... And I don't agree with it by any means, but your reasoning better have been to raise the fucking bar, raise those eyebrows, be edgy. You want to be edgy? Here, we're going to be edgy. We're not doing anything wrong. You can't fucking stop us. That's not what they're doing here. They should have just stayed away from this. If you wanted to put Rey Mysterio's daughter involved in a a storyline, because it looked like they were going to do that, 
because she was accompanying Dominic and family for a couple of weeks now. There's other ways you could have put her in there. It's just really bad timing for one, the 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 instant thing, the instant reaction. It's really bad timing. But above all that, it's really just an uncomfortable thing altogether. Being a being a being being a 31 year old myself, and knowing that another 31 year old is in the albeit a fake relationship, but in a relationship with somebody of 19, it's like, you think about it, and again, there's people out there like, oh, age is just a number and all this stuff, but you, I put it in a perspective of like, when I, you know, when I was their age, you know, they were like eight. You know, there's yeah. that. <laughs> right, right. And right. I always look at, at somebody of that age, you know, to be like, you're, you're a kid. I mean, yeah, you're growing up and you're, you're, you're an adult now, but you're still a kid. And it's, it's just really poor judgment on, on WWE's part. It, it really, it really just has no place, no purpose. I mean, and this is another example too for Buddy Murphy where, or just Murphy, I think he's going by now, but for Murphy to where like you have nothing going for him other than dating a 19 year old. Another solid talent. He was a former cruiserweight champion for your company. Yeah. And now he's this dating Rey Mysterio's daughter on screen. I mean, like, this is the kind of booking that we get. You know, I don't know. It's it's just, it's bad timing. I don't I don't like it. I I think it's a I think it's really poor poor judgment and. This is like some Vince Russo shit. And it's also not a very clever storyline. No, no, which there's... goes into Vince Russo. <laughs> Speaking of Russo, I'm gonna plug, um, which you can go and rent over at uh, Amazon, and also too while you're over at Amazon, go through our website at 20x20crew.com/slash/podcast/slash/Amazon. Get yourself a 30 day subscription through us. Show us some love. Uh, we get a kickback if you guys. Click on that link and, and, and subscribe. That's all you got to do. You don't have to keep it. You, you can cancel right away, and you still get 30 days absolutely free. Where you can catch a plethora of things from two day, two free-day shipping, sometimes even free one-day shipping. You know what's on there that I want to check out now? I haven't checked out yet. What's that? That David Arquette documentary. You read my fucking mind. That's actually <laughs> what I want to talk about. I just watched it over, oh, did you? The, yeah, over the weekend. Oh, man, I'm so excited. It, it is a very... Well done documentary. I hear nothing but good things, man. And uh, you brought up Vince Russo because Vince Russo is not in there, but video, but archival footage of him is in there. They, oh no shit! It okay. is, it is, it is David Arquette's redemption story. Basically, it's a story from uh, from a couple years ago when he got back into wrestling. But uh, you get a, a very intimate look into David Arquette's personal life a little bit. Some of the struggles that he goes through uh, mentally, um, which is very, very humbling. And to see him actually come back into wrestling from wrestling, from literally doing backyard wrestling to all the way to the Legends Wrestling show he did with Ken Anderson, uh, including the Nick Gage match, the infamous Nick Gage match. Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. all that's on there, man. All that's on there. And uh, as a wrestling fan, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this because I'm also a Cubs fan. 
of David Arquette and the Cubs have nothing to do with each other. But I go as a Cubs fan, you hear, you know, especially before the World Series they won in 2016, you know, it's, it's a cursed team and all that bullshit. I was one of the few Cubs fans that never blamed Steve Bartman for what happened in 2003. Okay. And I'm one of the few wrestling fans, apparently, that exists that never blamed David Arquette for the fuckery that happened in 2000 when he won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Was it fucking stupid? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it was It was one of the worst bookings you could ever imagine. But... Uh, you got to remember sometimes these guys are just playing a part. And, you know, it, 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 it was what it was. And, you know, you've heard countless times that David Arquette never wanted anything to do with that. Uh, that that booking, that finish, it happened the way it happened. You can't change it. But um, kudos for him to think. I mean, he he went out and he sought respect for for from the fans for the industry and he got it and it's it's a very well done documentary i recommend everybody that is a fan of of pro wrestling to check that out uh i forget what it's called i think it's you can't kill david or, or david david cat no i think it's you can't kill, you can't david, kill david or cat yeah. okay yeah it's it's a very very well done documentary um 299 right for 299 on amazon 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash amazon will take you there can't wait, dude. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you and I have talked throughout this episode about um, places where talent can go, places where they'll be recognized. What is the NWA doing wrong? I mean, I know that's a like a very simple question for a very complicated answer, I'm, I'm going to guess, but really... Out of all the viable options out there, what happened to the NWA? They have, they were on such a roll. Now, like, half of their fucking roster's gone, been signed away. And um, Billy Corgan is just seemingly a-fucking-okay with this. How do you... <laughs> you know, I, I... You know me. I, I watched a lot of wrestling in my life. I, I, I'm constantly thinking about wrestling and, and, and ways to fantasy book stuff, things of that nature. Help me out here, Matt. I'm drawing a blank. Like, what is going on with the fucking NWA? And why is Billy Corgan so copacetic with all his talent being signed away? My, my, my initial question is, why is Billy Corgan still booking? Um, well, because David Lagano. Yeah, there's that answer. Because, <laughs> uh... I said on this podcast, I believe last week, like Billy Corgan is just not a great booker when it comes is down it, to it. Is it one of those things like, uh, like you have a super fan who who is is a super fan of whatever, and they go to be a part of that, and then it just it's like the end result is just all sorts of fucked up shit. You know, like yeah. uh, like Nicholas Cage and Ghost Rider. Yeah. Nicholas Cage and anything. <laughs> oh no, nope, nope. We got to take that back. <laughs> I, I watched the movie uh, really quick. Okay, off topic. All right. Twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash slash shutter s h u d d e r. Go sign up for um, a free trial of Shutter. Please watch the newest 
Nicolas Cage movie, The Color Out of Space. Okay. You you want to talk redemption? Sell me on Never this. Never mind David fucking Arquette, buddy. <laughs> Nicolas Cage redeems himself. To the to at the very least the horror community. Okay. In this movie, um, well, I'm definitely gonna check it out. I can't speak enough about this flick. It's based off of an H.P. Lovecraft uh, story. Okay. And You're uh, selling me even more. And uh, Tommy Chong is in there too. Dude, which, it's what? I, I mean, but it I, works. I was surprised. I, I, I'm telling you, I sat down. Me and the kiddo watched it, and uh, we were blown away by how good it was. Really? So, and it's a Shutter, shutter exclusive, so you can't watch it anywhere else. Twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash shutter. Um, What's wow. the name of that movie? One more time. The color out of space. Color out of space. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I I will, I will watch that, and I'll see if I will retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> but but none, yeah, nonetheless, yeah, uh, Nicholas Cage in, in Ghost Rider. We'll leave it at that. All right. Yeah. Getting back to the NWA, is is that what it is? Is it Billy Corgan cares too much about fucking wrestling and just like that's not enough? Like, what is it? I don't think he's cutthroat. He's not. He's not. A, he's not a cutthroat booker. Sometimes we've seen throughout professional wrestling that it takes a pair of balls to be a legit player within this company. Look, Billy Corgan's got the money. He bought the fucking NWA. Albeit NWA is not not what it used to be in back in the heydays and, and you know mainly in the eighties. I get that, but he bought the NWA. He's one of the most successful recording artists of our generation. Whether I'm a fan of it or not, it doesn't matter. He's very successful. Tons of money to, to, to spare. I think he's playing the wrong role. Billy Corgan just needs to be the guy to kind of just stand behind the scenes. And let somebody that knows what the fuck they have, know what the fuck's going on in professional wrestling, let them handle pro wrestling. For example, if you and I we form our own company. We want to fund our own company. It's not the best idea for us to just be like, well, we're going to, we're going to book everything ourselves. This is where guys like, you know, uh, when they had, uh, you know, Jim Cornette involved, this is where guys like him come into play. For example, he's a fucking handful to deal with, but the guy's been in the, within, within the business for decades, decades of experience. One thing that you and I have learned is that experience is fucking king. No matter what industry you're in, it's never smart to to get into something and be like, I'm gonna take care of all of it. ECW would have been successful if Paul Heyman would have been fucking smart and said, realize I can't fucking do all of it. I could write storylines like it's nobody's business, but I can't book worth for shit. <laughs> and it fucking killed his company. He will never say that. He'll fucking keep saying it's it was TN the TNN deal. Paul, you fucking made the TNN deal. Yeah. So that that goes exactly what we fucking said. You can't book. You're terrible at booking, but god damn it, you know you know fucking storylines for the most part. Brock Lesnar. But um I you, you know it like I think that's what it is. I think Billy Corgan is, is, is you're right, super fan. 
but also just like I'm gonna take on all the all the responsibilities. I'm not gonna you know I'm not saying he's not letting anybody else do it, but he's just he's booking everything himself. He's doing everything himself, and it's it's just not working. What do you think of his statement? Uh, champions should be fighting champions, meaning like. I, I guess it was a, a double double meaning there. Like they should be defending titles, but also fighting other champions. Um, and, and I bring it up because obviously recently they have showcased the NWA Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa on AEW programming. Yes, against their champion. Um, is that a smart move? I mean, it, it, it's not the first time he's done this. I mean, he's he's had uh, Nick Aldis fight in Ring of Honor multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm 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 really trying to find answers because I love the NWA and I get he's a super fan and that he wants it to stick around. I too want it to stick around, but I'm I'm really am flabbergasted as to his approach. You know, with or without David Lagania. Champions fighting champions. I mean, I think a better solution would just be champions fighting in high-profile matches. It doesn't need to be a champion versus champion all the time because that doesn't work. And not only that, but in the case of Thunder Rosa fighting for the AEW Women's Championship, you know she wasn't going to win that match. You know, or... Highly unlikely she's going to win that match. So champions fight, fighting champions just for her to lose is not necessarily the best business model for the NWA World's have Women's World have uh, World's Champion. I, I you know when it comes to your champion, should they be in high profile matches? I I, I think absolutely. I, but and that's a difference. There's a difference with that because again it goes into dream matches. It goes into grudge matches. You know, Dunder Rosa can show up on on. Uh, on Warrior Wrestling, for example, which was in our backyard, I actually saw her in passing. Didn't meet her. I didn't go to the show. Did watch it live, though. Um, Thunder Rosa, uh, she fought uh, Kimberly, who that's another champion. She is, yeah, she is yeah. a Shimmer champion. Uh, she won. Thunder Rosa won that match, but for some reason Kimberly didn't have her Shimmer Championship belt with her, but. Same time, high profile matches. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. I mean, Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa did have her belt. She showcased her title, and it was talked about. That's really that's it. That's all you need. Your champ. You just need if you're going to have talent go to independent wrestling, go to AEW, they show up on Ring of Honor, what have you. All it takes is to plug the belt. That is it. When you refer to Nick Aldis, re- refer to him as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That's it. You're done. And then if you want to book him, yeah, whatever Nick Aldis is doing, better be fucking high profile. No fucking squash matches or anything like that. Put him in there with the best. Put him in there. And, and, and again, it's one of those scratch my back, scratch your back. You have multiple companies really just plugging their, their top talent. That's all it takes. Uh, I don't know why Billy Corgan is making that so difficult. How do you feel about them going to uh, pay-per-view? 
Well, I mean, it's kind of a tough question because they're doing the UWN shows, United Wrestling Network. That debuted on September 15th. Um, which, by the way, that and the War Wrestling Show, you can catch all that on fights. Visit our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. It's F-I-T-E. We're going to give you $15 of credit. All you got to do is be a new subscriber. Sign up. Use that link. You're going to get $15 worth of free credits. You can use for Warrior Wrestling. You can use for the UWN show. because I'm, We're talking about that because that is a weekly... Yeah, it's pay what, f- like 8 bucks a show? It is 8 bucks a show. Mm-hmm. It's every Tuesday night. Uh, they do have deals where you can buy 4 episodes uh, for the cost of 3. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, here's the thing. They're already doing that. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if people are willing to pay, I'll be, you know, a low amount, but eight bucks for a, for an NWA show. I don't have like the buy rates in front of me of how the, the other two pay-per-views they did when they were doing the NWA power and they did, they ran two pay-per-views, I believe. I don't know how those did. But I, I, I will say this, I, I would I would not focus on pay-per-view wrestling right now. Personally, if I was, if you know, if I was working for Billy Corgan right now, I'd just focus on making sure we have fucking talent. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I don't know what the contracts are, but it, his talent's all over the fucking place right now. Yeah. Uh, Stu Bennett is now... <laughs> he's in NXT. He's, he's an NXT ring announcer now. Or color commentator, rather. Um, you mentioned uh, before we started recording that Thunder Rosa is unaware of what's so, going on. Well, some she, she was unaware of some of the stuff going on. Yeah, so that's your champion. And and there's there's talk of her possibly being signed to AEW full time. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You lost Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky Starks is also AEW. Um, Eddie Kingston, AEW. Yep. Uh, Homicide is back in the indies. He's back doing deathmatch wrestling. Yep, exactly. So there's a there's a lot of issues that they have. I think I think uh, at no point in 2020 should they be focused on pay per views, especially when you already are charging people eight dollars a week to watch your show now. Um, I'm no, I don't think that's too big of a price to pay, so long as the price, the price has got to be right, correct? I mean, it's got sure. it's got to be a good price. It's got to be worth my money, worth my time. If you give me that, I'll pay it every every single week. I want to support professional wrestling. There's no secret that there's no bigger NWA fan than my partner here, but I do want to support the NWA as well. It is a huge part of professional wrestling history. When you look at professional wrestling, you can never ever omit the National Wrestling Alliance, and I would love for them to get back to anything that they used to be. And they were doing, everything was on the right track. I get COVID happened and and things of that nature, and it, it affected a lot of companies. It affected every company, put it that way. But uh, the way that other companies have handled it compared to Billy Corgan, it's, it's, it's kind of a joke. Yeah, it, it has been. And, and I, I again, I don't have an answer for as to why it got handled that way. It's a shame. It's a shame. But uh, let's hope that uh, you know the, in the upcoming weeks we'll, that the the 
United Wrestling Network show. United Wrestling Network is uh is a it's, its own branch. It has three companies underneath it. Uh, Championship Wrestling from from Hollywood, Arizona, and Memphis. I want to say, um, they have a lot of NWA talent that has come from that uh, from that company. So that that that's a really good like partnership. It's great if it works, and well, we'll see if it works. The only time will tell. So, um, but yeah, I'm rooting for them, man. I really am. Um. We're going to end the show this week with uh, a little bit of a, a throwback here. Uh, so, over the past week or so, I've been watching just like random New Japan stuff. Uh, not necessarily what's going on currently. Um, every once in a while I just get a taste to watch certain things. And I'm like, screw it. I want to definitely check out some of the older stuff because I haven't had a chance to. And there's one thing that kept bugging me and I I get that you know you you have you have plans booked for a storyline uh, no matter who's involved and you're not always going to get around to probably um, the best or your most successful options in a storyline all the time um, we see it happen all the time storylines story fall apart as we see Frankie Picard come out uh, with his uh, his horse that uh, is apparently smoking a cigarette. So um, that's your champion, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. But um, I'm watching New Japan, and I know you're a big Naito guy, probably the biggest Naito guy that I know. And something occurred to me. We never really got to see a proper Naito versus Kenny Omega feud. One, how the fuck did they pass that up? And two, if it started off as a faction war, because I'm assuming that's how it would start if this were to go down properly, being uh, you know involving Los Ingobernables and Bullet Club. How do you see it going? How do you see it starting as that and then uh, continue, continuing on into something that was uh, strictly one-on-one? I think uh, I think a lot of it stems from the, the reign of the Rainmaker, believe it or not. I know that's maybe not where you expect that I would take, take that answer, but Kazuchika Okada, I think, was the guy that got in the way of that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because we got classic matches between Okada and Omega and Okada and Naito. And I think, I think where New Japan kind of fell short with that, with those, with Naito and, and Omega having a proper one-on-one is that both of those guys were chasing the dream. So both of those guys were chasing the dream up until the point where Kenny Omega no longer was. And when that finally happened, it was civil war within the Bullet Club. So, the timing just never really fit. It should have. I, I, I think they, they, they should have made that work. They should have. I mean, they have the power to do that or had the power to do that. Um, but I think a lot of that came down to the, it came down to the, the Omega and, and Naito chase for the, for the IWGP, IWGP Heavyweight Championship coming up short. 
And then their paths kind of went the way of Kenny Omega with the United States Heavyweight Championship and later the rivalry with Cody. That led to issues with him and the Young Bucks, him reforming uh, Golden Lovers with Kota Ibushi, all that, while Naito went his way. You know, so by, when they did meet, it was strictly G1 related or nothing, nothing, nothing more. What I feel could have happened, because here's the thing about New Japan. They don't do enough grudge matches. A lot of their grudge matches involve titles. Uh, that's where they that, that's where they also fail. Because what it came down to is you have two of the hottest at the time, especially at the time, because LIJ is kind of a face faction right now. Although they probably wouldn't like that term. <laughs> but you had two of the biggest heel factions, taking away Suzuki Goon out of the picture, but two of the biggest heel factions in New Japan. And how do you how do you not say, well, which one's better? Because here's LIJ, the smallest one out of, out of the four, we'll call it the four major factions. LIJ, Bullet Club, Suzuki Goon, and Chaos. LIJ is a very elite group, no pun intended, because they have very few members. But yet, when you look at them, how many more groups have dominated in ways that they have? And here's the Bullet Club that's the biggest heel group, or at least they don't want to like to try to pride themselves of being so. How do you not put those guys together and say who's the baddest motherfuckers in town? Um, I think what it could have happened where you dropped the ball was do something along the lines of Omega and, and, and Knight. So especially during the, the time of, if you recall, the 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 part where... No, that wouldn't have worked. I, I stopped myself there. I was going to say where Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, G.O.D., were kind of running chaos, no pun intended, within the G1, interfering in matches... By that point, though, you're already in a civil war. But you could have done something like that, where you could have done it where guys were getting involved in prestigious matches, and Naito just pretty much fucking just had enough of this shit and went straight from the fucking top, went to straight to Omega. You know, there was a lot of opportunities they could have done there, and it could have just been straight over machismo, if you will, you know, for lack of a better <laughs> term. And that's all they really needed. You know, you didn't, you didn't need fucking belts. You don't need, uh, and that's that's one my always been my issue with New Japan is they're too, they're too much trying to be like fucking sports sometimes. And I get they're king of sports, I get that, but they're too much sometimes. Where it's like we only do rivalries for titles. It's extremely rare that you get a grudge match. You know, you might get maybe like what would you say maybe ten in a year, if that. That's fair enough, yeah. And the rest are tags and. And championship matches. And, I, and I, look, I'm not complaining of, of their booking style. I love New Japan. But I just wish that they offered more like that because you weren't they weren't willing to strip the title from, from Okada. I'm not saying they should have either. Two two years as, as champion, fucking carry the company on his back. Look, I got no problems with the Rainmaker. I love him. And you didn't you weren't ready to put Naito as champion. You were you weren't ready to put Omega as champion. That's fine. Instead of letting those guys chase a dream, you can do that. You can always come back to that because, you know, that's how the hero's journey works. Over time, there's, uh, across the, the hero's journey, there's there's times where you're going to get that opposing threat that you just got to run down. And Omega and Naito were the perfect storm, really. They were the perfect storm for each other. 
and it's unfortunate that we never got it in that in that sense because we could have gotten a series of matches from those two, and uh, one can only hope that before those guys are done, we get that. But who knows? I don't know. I really don't. I would have loved to have seen all of that. And and you know what? You're right. I I don't know why New Japan books the way they book. Uh, why isn't there any room for Hero's Journey versus Hero's Journey? You know? So, yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, we can hope that one day we do get to see something like that happen, especially with those two. Um, but that's going to do, do it for us this week. And... Um, we are uh, we are available on on social media facebook.com slash 20x20 crew instagram.com slash 20x20 crew uh, come hate tweet us on twitter you want to talk about how I'm jealous please say it to my face <laughs> on social media twitter.com slash 20x20 crew <laughs> um, so jealous well you know <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, our home on the web is 20x20crew.com, where you will find all of our past episodes, merch, and uh, every bit of jealousy that runs through my my veins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, once again, we have wrestling on in the background. Uh, H2O's Hustlemania 3, which is part of independent wrestling television, Catch those, catch all of that action over on 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash IWTV. And uh, they have quite the lineup of promotions available through IWTV. Um, and then on the big screen here, we have New Japan Pro Wrestling, September 6th. Uh, remind me the... Uh, New Japan Road. Uh, New Japan Road, thank yeah. you. Uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW to get your free 30 day trial trust me folks you're not going to want to miss the G1 30th anniversary of the tournament it's going to be a big one especially now that uh, Jeff Cobb has been officially announced as full time New Japan talent can't wait to see more of him absolutely man what a what a great move for him too that's where he belongs absolutely um and yeah that's it man that's all she wrote this week it is not all she wrote actually i got one more thing what? to say i got one more thing to say holy shit joe, i'm jealous grab your hat <laughs> joe needs to grab his hat and eat it because oh, la- last week he said he was gonna eat his hat oh my god i did <laughs> didn't i son of a bitch <laughs> How dare you call me on this? <laughs> Before we go, ladies and gentlemen, I, I do got to say, uh, I let, was I was absolutely shocked, too. Let this be a lesson that my partner here is a stand-up guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am a heel, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I do. Uh, she's back, and uh, I don't care. I just, I just wanted to say... <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. <laughs> you love me enough to watch me sit and eat my hat. Huh? Um, I I really didn't expect Tessa Blanchard to come back. Yeah, I I really didn't. I I don't know what they promised yeah. her. I don't know how they got her out of Mexico, 
<laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of kids that are not going to get their scholarships now. Well, I mean, she's charging 150 grand for uh, for a belt, unless her niece goes to the fucking school that we don't know about. She got ties to maybe or nephew, or maybe one of Daga's yeah. family. Who knows? I just it, it, dude. I am completely baffled. But hats off to Kylie Ray. That's the more important thing. She's the yeah, new con- World Wrestling Women's Champion, local hero. Kylie. Um, that's that's really mainly what I wanted to give a shout out to Kylie Ray. I love local talent. Winning championships in uh in, in in really a very fast moving wrestling company, and that's really I'm not really here to call out my partner here because we all we all get it wrong. <laughs> oh, I, get, I, I get it wrong all the time. <laughs> but when uh, <laughs> but when we can plug uh, independent wrestling, that's Absolutely. really what it's all about, man. Warrior wrestling, hats off. Please, please, please. Twenty x twenty dot com slash podcast slash fight f i t e check out the stadium series it's happening um every saturday in in, in, september. in september three shows so three september three series of september if if you didn't catch them live that's fine they are that you can they are on replay they're abs- night one was absolutely fantastic ran into a little bit of rain delay but it is an outdoor show so that is gonna happen especially in september it's a very rainy month um or it can be but the hats off to them, man. They are really putting on... I get it. Hats off. <laughs> I didn't even catch that one. Um, they're really putting on some really good shows out there. So uh, a lot of good shows are coming back, too. Also, too, I got to plug uh, the collective that's happening in October. Indianapolis, Indiana. It didn't happen WrestleMania weekend because there was no WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but there is going to be a collective of companies that are going to be putting on shows. GCW... Uh, Black Label Pro, uh, ICW No Holds Barred, as well as a plethora of others. Uh, you gotta you gotta check out some good independent wrestling, and that is there for you. Again, twenty x twenty three dot com slash podcast slash fight. That's F I T E. Get yourself fifteen dollars worth of credits on us. Just be a new subscriber and uh, find out ways to catch professional wrestling and do it at a discount. As always, I want to give a special shout out to our, our good friends over at Junction Collectibles, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Junction Collectibles, where you get a plethora of really cool items on there from Funko items to NECA, NECA to uh, Mar- other apparel, Marvel, Marvel, DC, you name it. Uh, if, if, if you're a fan of just about anything pop culture, you'll catch collectibles uh there on Junction Collectibles, uh, really fair prices, and uh, if you head on over there and use the promo code twenty x twenty September, you're gonna get twenty five percent off your purchase over at Junction Collectibles. Can't beat that. Good friends of the show, and uh, yeah, they're doing us a favor, hooking hooking our listeners yeah, up. Absolutely. So. Thank you so much to them, and thank you all for listening. Episode 103 in the books. We're going to get out of here. Joe's going to beat me up for calling him out on the show. <laughs> and uh, I may or may not be back next week. But, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm about to have a lot more fiber added to my diet, folks. <laughs> <laughs> until, until then, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You guys have been fantastic. And uh, Joe will see you for sure. <laughs> 
next week. Uh, I will t- I will try to too, but until next time, we will see, see you, you in, in the, the ring. ring.